For Dirty Jokes in Punderdome, it's Pun Intensive. And welcome to Pun Intensive. We have around the table today absolutely no one because we're doing this on Zoom, of course. But let me introduce you to our panel. Serving a love entree before the preneur hits the fan in Entrepreneur of Love, Erica Etten. Voted the Panos most sexy nine <laughs> times. And just a week before his very nice 69th birthday, Gary Halleck. Spending the summer playing Sharks and Benjamin O's and Hide and Zeke, Ben Zeke. Tie a yellow ribbon round the Oakley tree, Brian Oakley and me. Though Aaron's human, his pun's divine. I'm your host, Aaron Faisal. So we're going to start today with Zinger of the Week. Zinger of the Week! This is where I describe what Zinger of the Week is, but I forgot to write it down, so I, and I don't have it memorized. <laughs> so we'll oh, just go. That's all right. If you, if you want me to describe it, it only takes <laughs> 10 minutes when I describe it. Yeah. <laughs> well, no. The, I, game, I, the, game we play, the game we play where we share with each other real life experiences of using a pun in context at just the right moment or maybe an opportunity where you missed that chance to do that or one fell totally flat that was the voice of my cope reducer gary halleck if you've ever heard of the o henry pun off it's because of this guy the former producer and current full-time volunteer of said pun off gary halleck gary what's your zinger of the week Along with my three brothers, I inherited a piece of real estate from my late mother. As the siblings all live out of state, it fell to me as executor of her estate to dispose of the property. After engaging one fellow in conversation, he said he wanted to make a proposal. I wasn't really very thrilled and I told him, well now being an aggressive and eager beaver, he independently began contacting my siblings individually and annoying them with his unconventional proposal. As soon as I found out about this, I said to my wife, I don't very much like wacky guys like this reaching out to the family that way. And everyone knows too many kooks will spoil the brothers. <laughs> Man, your anecdotes get longer and longer, Gary, which is really saying something. <laughs> oh, that's, that, that's a short one. <laughs> now, as a sometimes contestant of the pun-off, sometimes MC slash judge of the pun-off, and oh, Henry pun-off, and uh, the all-time host of the show, I'll go next. We have a little dog. She's 16 years old, and because she is a dog, she does that thing where you scratch just the right spot in her belly, and her leg goes like that, and it occurred to me uh, that is her D-O-G spot. Yeah, my wife thought that was hilarious. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> also, we have champion of pretty much everything she does, including Punderdome, beloved two-time participant of the O. Henry Panoff, and owner of AlittleNudge.com, Erica Etten. Erica, what's your Zinger of the Week? This just happened about two hours ago. I was taking a walk with someone, and I happened to be talking about performing, and he asked, well, in what fashion do you perform? And I said, well, I see this sometimes jeans, sometimes a dress. <laughs> it really depends on my mood. Uh -huh. <laughs> then I proceeded to laugh at my own joke. You're right. <laughs> that's, that's what we're here for. Uh, <laughs> what do you wear when you change attire? 
<laughs> and uh, longtime Punoff MC, one-time punniest of show, and three-time Punslingers winner, O. Henry Punoff Punslinger topic guru, Brian Oakley. What's your zinger of the week? Well, actually, when asking Erica, as Gary just did, what does she wear when she changes a tire? New treads. Uh, <laughs> I was down. I was down in South Texas hunting feral hog, and we actually sighted a different creature. It was a javelina, which is very different from a feral hog. Not nearly as destructive, and uh, we let those guys be. But someone said, "What's a javelina?" And I said, "Well, it's the same as a peccary, a white collar peccary." Well, what's a white collar peccary? And I said, "It's a brothel for upscale female clients." <laughs> White collared. Oh, that's where you can get. That's where you can get sex of one and happily of the other. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, our panel fan favorite and multiple, multiple, multiple winner of both of the O. Henry Punoffs contests, Ben Zeke. Hey, Ben. Hey, how's it going? Well, I always thought Havelina was a motor oil. Wait for it. With, I came up with this idea uh, a while ago to do a show kind of like a uh, diners, drive-ins, and dives where I would go around the country and visit different restaurants that have punny names or punny items on the menu. But I never really took it seriously until literally just this week, a restaurant opened in the town next to me. It's a breakfast restaurant that serves uh, sandwiches on English muffins, and that's their specialty. And I love the name they picked, Muffin Can Stop Us. <laughs> that's great you know speaking of restaurants we're going to take a quick break but when we come back you'll hear the rest of karen's rant <laughs> so stick around <laughs> it, it no it, you don't have to get it it really doesn't matter and we're back I don't know about you, but I live in Texas, where in his infinite wisdom, the governor opened up pretty much every business in the world, and people are going to pretty much every restaurant in the world. Well, it's kind of funny because they only recently opened up, and it turns out that the staff are a little, shall we say, out of practice. It turns out that should you go to a Texas restaurant, you're probably going to find that there are some issues. So let's just go ahead and have at it. Hey, waiter, there's a murder hornet in my soup. <laughs> no, it's not. It's a fish. That's a poison. <laughs> hey, Gary, there's a murder hornet in my soup. Yeah, I'm having a lot of trouble with the cook. He won't behave himself. <laughs> hey, hey, Ben, there's a murder hornet in my soup. Wasp the problem with that. <laughs> hey, Aaron, there's a murder hornet in my soup. Oh, we were wondering what that smell was. Something around here definitely stings. Hey, waiter, there's a murder hornet in my soup. Oh, that was supposed to come in your side of wings. <laughs> Erica, there's a murder hornet in my soup. Just eat it. They really help you perform in sex. Let <laughs> <laughs> me get that recipe. Uh, <laughs> hey, waiter, there's a murder hornet in my soup. 
Oh, yeah. We just hired a new sous chef, Molly, and she's not learned her recipes yet. I'm going to send this in to Molly just now and tell her to fix it. Send this in to Molly just now ah. and tell her to wow. fix it. <laughs> hey, Ben, there's a murder hornet in my soup. Oh, hey, I'll bring you some more. You know, the murder the merrier. <laughs> hey, Aaron. There's a murder hornet in my soup. Ah, uh, geez. This has been one of the worst days I've had at this restaurant. Wasp's Nest. Hey, waiter. There's a murder hornet in my soup. Sorry, I couldn't hear you over the uh, ambient music. Toxin. You don't have to put on the red light. Toxin. It's Toxin. I got it. I got it. I got it. <laughs> Performed by... What you, what you... <laughs> Oh, God, that's good. You know what? <laughs> that could have been the joke right there. <laughs> All right. Very, very interesting. Erica, there's a murder horn in my soup. You too? You and 10 others told me already. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there's a murder horn in my soup. Yeah, he was out to raid that beehive. That ought not to be in your soup. I, I will complain to the chef. To be? Hey, ben, that ought not to be in your soup. Ah, uh, okay. I, I thought it was ought not. What's an ought not? Uh, <laughs> ought not. Who's there? <laughs> hey, hey, Ben, there's a murder hornet in my soup. Ah, we have a different kind of soup. It's kind of a, a foamy green soup that my chef has created. It's kind of a P airy. <laughs> uh, hey, Aaron, there's a murder hornet in my soup. As the waiter, I have decided to just remove the soup from in front of you and come back Thank with God. a replacement. Turns out, though, <laughs> turns out though that there was uh, yet another problem with this dish. Hey, waiter, there's a Disney character in my soup. So what? You're just gonna sit there and Moana about it? That's great. <laughs> hey, Erica, there is a Disney character in my soup. Oh, there is? Aladdin, salt, and pepper, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> hey, waiter, there is a Disney character in my soup. Yeah, that, uh, you ordered, what did you order? The uh, gazpacho? I'm sorry, this is the, 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 the gazpinocchio. <laughs> Uh, okay. <laughs> There's a Disney character in my soup. Well, then why don't you go to another restaurant? Ah. <laughs> There's a Disney character in my soup. I really want to stay on the Aladdin theme. <laughs> Jafar is so good. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't hear you over the ambient music. Dig that jazz, man. <laughs> Erica, there appears to be a Disney character in my soup. Actually, you found two Disney characters. What else are you going to find? Just Simba down. <laughs> hey, Gary, there's a Disney character in Erica's soup. Oh, no, a Disney character in Erica's soup. I <laughs> I hope he's not a Geppettophile. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> wow. Can I grab some wine? Is that my Pinocchio? 
<laughs> hey, Ben, there's a yeah. Disney character in my soup. Ah, uh, yes, that's our super slimy soup. In fact, it costs extra for the slime. That's our goofy. <laughs> hey, Aaron, there's a Disney character in my soup. Well, I know. That's that's wonderful. That's amazing. It's magnificent. <laughs> hey, uh, Brian, there's a yes. Disney character in my soup. I want you to realize, first of all, the problem is not you. It's me. <laughs> Captain Hook. <laughs> that's a little pudgy guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, Erica. Mm-hmm. There's a Disney character in Brian's soup. You better stop complaining because that's the last time I put your guest on the list. Nice. <laughs> hey, waiter, there is a Disney character in my soup. I'm sorry, I don't have time to mess with that right now. Here, let me take that bowl. The president's coming in. I'm going to throw this bowl away. Hey, Donald, duck. <laughs> <laughs> hey, waiter, there is a Disney character in my soup. No, there isn't. I know what you're trying to do. You're a sheer con man. <laughs> Waiter, there's a Disney character in my soup. What can I say? You're welcome. That's not a pun, is it, Brian? I don't get it. <laughs> that's what uh, Mau Maui. That's that's. Oh, yes. you're welcome. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. That wasn't a pun. But anyway, hey, waiter, there is a Disney character in my soup. Well, you really should enjoy it because there's Nemo in the kitchen. <laughs> no mo. Nemo. Not finding that one. Hey, hey, waiter, there's a <laughs> Disney character in my soup. You should just grin and bear it. Quit your ballow acting. Hmm. Hey, Ben, there's a Disney character in Aaron's soup. Well, well, M-I-C-K-E-Y-M-O-U-S-C. Whoa. Sorry. <laughs> it's giving me Disney spells. <laughs> hey, waiter, there is a Disney character in my soup. Well, just take your spoon and try tunneling under it. <laughs> Triton. Try to Hey, Benjamin, there is a Disney character in my soup. Okay, Lilo and no one will notice. <laughs> hey, Erica, there's a Disney character in my soup. We are in New Orleans, and you did order the Dumbo, right? <laughs> uh, hey, Gary, there's a Disney character in my soup. Oh uh, yeah, well, that that was instant soup uh, because we we don't like the the, the frozen cons. <laughs> hey Ben, there is a Disney character in my soup. Oh, I'll take that right away. Would you like a cup of coffee and a Cruella? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Needless to say, you you drove your business into the ground with that one. But you just served up another one with a new name. Nobody even noticed. You still heard complaints though. For example. Hey, waiter, there's a padlock in my soup. It's nothing to yell about. <laughs> hey, Ben, there's a padlock in Aaron's soup. Well, of course there is. That's our masterpiece. Mm. Hey, Brian, there is a padlock in my soup. 
Well, if you're complaining, you can actually run the restaurant yourself. Just get here early and I'll lease your keys. <laughs> hey, sorry, I can't hear you over the ambient music. I love Alicia Keys. Hey, Erica, there's a padlock in my soup. Okay, so just bolt. <laughs> and hey, Ben, there is a padlock in my soup. What are you going to do? Leave us a bad review on Tumblr? Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. <laughs> hey, Gary, there's a padlock in my soup. I am so tired of people complaining. Everyone this morning just has, has to complain about something. <laughs> has to complain. Hey, somebody call me a waiter. Hey, Aaron, hey waiter, there's, there's a, a padlock. padlock in my soup. <laughs> You're a busy waiter today. <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I, it's not going to kill you. What? You think you're going to die? <laughs> hey, waiter, there's a padlock in my soup. No, you didn't order soup. That's our master keys. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Brian, there's a padlock in my soup. Hmm. Could you explain what looks in more graphite detail? <laughs> You know, I just noticed that the background feature of Zoom makes my ears disappear when I'm wearing these uh, <laughs> headphones. Well, we're having a lot of fun looking at you. <laughs> uh, hey, Ben. Yes. There's a padlock in my soup. <laughs> Locks myth. <laughs> <laughs> you were so excited about it, I had to build a suspense. <laughs> Anyone else? Yeah, off. Uh, hey, Gary, there's a padlock in my soup. That's a Jewish soup. Soup. We have to charge extra shekels for that. Oh, okay. shekels. <laughs> I got it. I got it. Hey, waiter, there is a padlock in my soup. It's pretty popular. In fact, we're selling the hell out of them. <laughs> Hey, waiter, there is a padlock in my soup. Hey, well, okay, if you don't like it in your soup, come back, we'll get you some bagels and locks. Hey, waiter, there is a padlock in my soup. Oh, I'm sorry, would you like a different kind of soup? Here, look at the menu, take your pick. Hey, waiter, there is a padlock in my soup. Ooh, I can't help him. You're going to need to talk to Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, waiter, there is a padlock in my soup. I'm sorry, this is a Mexican soup. Would you prefer a different type? Ya have a choice. <laughs> okay. That's Spanish for key. Ah, llave. Llave. Gotcha. Hey, waiter, there is a padlock in my soup. Well, there's secure for that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, waiter, there is a padlock in my soup. Sorry, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. Okay, see, a blank is the piece of metal <laughs> oh, on which gosh. keys are... <laughs> <laughs> at, at least there were eight blank staring eyeballs at, <laughs> instead of just mine. <laughs> hey, waiter, there is a padlock in my soup. Yeah, what did you expect? The name of this establishment where you ordered food is the crowbar. <laughs> <laughs> hey, waiter, there is a padlock in my soup. 
I'm sorry, we're all out of other soups. It looks like you're going to have to change your order. Wait, what? What? Locks and it chains. Locks, it locks like you're going to have oh, to change oh, your order. Oh, 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 oh. Gotcha. Well, hey, Ben. We have milked the topic. <laughs> hey, Ben. Are, are, there's a padlock in my soup. All right. I might have to run this one by Brian, but I'm not sure. But you did order the combination plate. <laughs> uh, yeah. Huh. Don't, absolutely. Yeah. I'm go that. Really? Really? I would, but, but because otherwise he'd be in a real jam. Ah, <laughs> a jam is a section of door upon. Close me. the door. Close the door on that one. All right. A jam also comes in a jar. <laughs> when it's not a door. We're talking about doors. I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. Ambient music. Don't you love the doors? <laughs> uh, Mr. Morrison would not approve. All right. I don't know about you, but I think we should close down all the restaurants, especially in Texas. So we're going to go ahead and take a break. But uh, when we come back, we'll be joined by Mel Gibson and Tina Turner. Wait, what? And we are back. So here's the thing. Everyone here is deeply ensconced in one pun competition or another. And by that, I mean Ben and Erica participate in several. And in fact, they are fresh off a competition from just the other day, good old Punderdome. And I wanted to just uh, talk real briefly about that. I'm, I'm curious more about it. Does one of you two have an elevator description of, of what Punderdome is and how it works? I actually, I wasn't in the competition the other day, Ben was. Oh, I heard you had been. Nope, I'll be in it next month. But Punderdome is in Brooklyn and it's generally monthly, although now with doing them on Zoom, I think it's actually more frequent. But it's different from the O. Henry in that Rather than two different competitions, there's a group of people on stage, six people. Everyone gets the same topic. You have 90 seconds to write on a marker board any cues to yourself. And then in random mm. order, each of you is called up to the microphone to perform whatever you come up with for two minutes. For example, the first person has the least amount of time to think, but gets to use all of the low-hanging fruit. And the last person gets the most amount of time to think, but I think is the hardest because all the puns that you thought of may have been taken by other people. In general, there are three heats of six. The finals, that's the only round where there's no prep time. I actually prefer that. So the finals, you just get a topic and then it's head to head. Ben killed it the other day. He did amazingly well. It's a great competition and just the quality. I mean, at O. Henry, the goal is to stay in the longest. At Ponderdome, you have to cater to the audience because they're voting. And so the quality of the pun is more important than the quantity. So if you make five good puns in two minutes, that'll be better than making 20 just like monosyllabic, boring puns. Ben is no stranger to competition and, and no slouch in the punning department. So uh, it, it isn't just a matter of rallying your friends. You, you probably had a high quality injury. Well, I... I'd like to think I like to think so, uh, of course. But but being there, you know, it, it's 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 you know, it's always nerve wracking when you're there because you know, like like Eric said, the the quality of the the people at Punderdome is just phenomenal. I mean, you have 
You have O. Henry Winters, you have Jersey Gwizdowski, you have Sam Corbin, you have these people are phenomenal. And just even going in as experienced as I am in, in the pun world, still kind of feel a little bit like an amateur uh, comparatively sometimes. I think my closer was great. Like Eric said, I have a hat that I wear as Lex Icon, the pro wrestling manager that I am, which I tried to use. That's the thing about Thunderdome. I'll get to in a minute. I was wearing this hat. It's just festooned with letters all over it. And at the end of my two minutes, I pulled it over my eyes so you couldn't see my eyes. And I said, that's all for me. See ya. Because there's the, the musician. See ya, of course. But one of the fun things about Punderdome also is that everybody gives themselves a punny name. They asked me to pick a punny name, and I went with Lex Icon, of course. Mm -hmm. um, and why were you allowed to use that? I found out that there's someone who puns in the Punderdome who goes by the name of Lexi Khan. Uh, and uh, this Erica Elton right here. <laughs> so, uh, they, made me, they made me pick a new name, and I went with Dumb Punignon the Quipmunk. <laughs> it actually translated really well to Zoom, I thought, and the scoring actually seemed more fair to me because it was just a vote. You have to just like a little survey vote. So, I mean, yes, you could stack the audience with your friends, of course, like you can in mm -hmm. person, but I don't know. It seemed a little bit fair. I thought Fred did a great job hosting it and it went really well. That's Fred, Fred Firestone. Fred Firestone, yeah. yeah. One thing that we have discussed is whether or not audience participation is the best way to go. So at the O. Henry Punoff, you're basically beholden to the MC judges or the judge judges, and you'll get those scores. Whereas in many, if not most of these other ones, you have audience participation as the, the judging group, basically. And there's two different ways that we've talked about today. One just being the crowd reaction in general, right? Like sort of a volumometer. And then also there's the Facebook likes as votes. So the obvious question about those is, is there ballot stuffing? Is, you know, is it fair? Maybe it's just people are yelling louder or something like that. So is, is that good? Is that bad? Is it better? Is it not? Anyone have any opinions or thoughts on that? I have thoughts about the contests on Zoom. So since that's the time we're in. So now I've done and or participated in three different cities contests. I did the Bay Area pun off over Zoom. I watched Punderdome and then I did DC's competition, which is called Pun DMV. And they were different in that Punderdome and Pun DMV did it as a Zoom webinar, meaning that spectators are not in the webinar. You can't see spectators' faces, you can't hear spectators. Whereas the Bay Area Punoff did it as a Zoom meeting mm -hmm. where you could actually see everyone's faces if they turn their camera on. I'm not saying which is better or which is worse, I don't know, but it was definitely a different feel. You mean it, in terms of whether or not you could, you could like, you like, get laughter when you can hear other people who are watching. You know, Ben can speak to if you're just talking. I mean, they had a laugh track on Punderdome, but it's kind of hard when you don't get the audience feedback. Yeah. Mm -hmm. People always ask me about groans and whatnot as far as puns. And I always say, uh, a, a groan is good. A laugh is great. Okay. Silence is murder. Doing Punderdome without an actual audience 
they did some laugh tracks and whatnot, but it was very almost imposing to perform your puns to basically silence. The other competitors in each heat that were up there were allowed to keep their microphones on, so there was some reaction from them. But it's almost like it's falling on deaf ears, but you know it's technically not. What, what's your verdict on the laugh track? Is it is it worth having? Is it a distraction? Is it uh, annoying? Uh, um, is it re- reassuring at all? The gentleman who was running all that was very good to put it in at the appropriate moments. It wasn't overpowering. It didn't drown out any of your puns. He was very good at putting it in a strategic location, so it worked. Gabe did a wonderful job. So as a, as a performer, you found it helpful, uh, comforting, uh, um, neutral? What? I, I don't think it really helped me or hindered me in any way, but I know that if it wasn't done competently, it could have definitely hurt. Sometimes I think we could use a laugh track here, especially when Aaron is not paying attention, because Aaron's always laughing about everything. <laughs> is, wait, whereas, I'm, try, I'm trying to decide Brian, if that was a diss or not. <laughs> I did want to ask Brian, actually, at the O'Henry uh, pun-off, of course... The last, I don't know how long, 10 years you've been a, an MC slash judge? Is that true? Has it been that long? Uh, it's been probably a decade and a half or so. It's been that long? Sure. Well, because cause you have a unique uh, relationship with the audience at the O. Henry Panoff <laughs> compared to most of the other MCs. And, and I thought maybe you might have some uh, thoughts on that vis-a-vis this discussion. Well, if you've never had a thousand people boo you, you are missing an experience, my friend. Brian's <laughs> relationship as, with the audience is like... As Erica and Ben were, were speaking, I was thinking not of the pun-off event itself, whether the reaction from the crowd, be it digitally online with hearts or claps or stars or rainbows or fireworks or laughing or groaning audibly during a live audience, Think of the different competitors. We've had some very heavy hitters. And there's some people who don't need the crowd. We have the flamboyant jesters who love to throw out a line and look expectantly at the crowd and anticipate and feed off of that energy. And there are others, chess players, who would be glad to simply deliver it and step back, make it the other guy's turn and continue. They don't need that feedback. Hmm. And then there are others whose primary goal is just to get into head-to-head combat with their opponent and get <laughs> something started going back and forth between them and feeding off of that individual's energy. So I think there's some definite differences between the competitor's styles and whether they would do better. Keep in mind that a punster puns. The, the pun-off really is, as Jersey not so gently reminded me a couple of years ago at an after-party, it's a <laughs> listing game with a punchline. And it's true. It is a listing game in which you have to form uh, your your cue in the, in the form of a pun. People do this automatically if you have the gift, the curse of punning. Gary will wake up <laughs> mm. with a limerick on his mind or a pun. We all we'll come up with a pun and chortle to ourselves and don't really need the field to share it with someone else. At the same time, there is a validation when you're able to plunder and, and, and spew it onto a crowd of, of people. So I believe that if you pun, you do it in your head all the time and you really don't need to have that feedback. 
However, Ben said in an, in an interview with a national magazine a few years ago that one of the reasons he likes the pun off so much is because for that one day a year, you get to be with people whose brain is as jacked up as yours. <laughs> Would you agree, True. Erica? I absolutely agree. I mean, before I knew any of these competitions existed, I just knew I was a weirdo who makes puns all the time, right? <laughs> and to be in a room full of people who not only don't make fun of you for it, but who embrace you who for it. Who love you for it, yeah. Who love you for it, who reward you for it. It's the best feeling in the world. <laughs> I just remember back in 2009, I came down to Austin for the pun off for the first time. I knew nobody. And Friday night, we go to the spaghetti warehouse for the pre-show banquet. And it ended up literally 12 people standing in a circle playing dodgeball with puns, just throwing puns back and forth to each other. And I'm like, this is magic. This is, this is just <laughs> absolute magic. And then, and then Brian ended up calling Chuck Woolery because he knew I had done lingo with Chuck. I couldn't believe that. I'm like, well, this guy knows me for 10 minutes. He's calling Chuck Woolery. What the hell? I remember the first time, literally, that I ever laid eyes on, probably even before I technically met Erica, was at the pre-show banquet, I guess, two, three years ago. And I remember how insanely enthusiastic you were. <laughs> I was just so happy. It was like uh -huh. I found my people. And uh -huh. I love that it's all ages and, you know, men and women. And just like, it's just from all walks of life. And here we are with our love of this one thing. I was so happy. I have a question for Ben and Erica. The O. Henry Punoff is sponsored by the city of Austin with some oversight there. Unlike a drunken Viking beer hall of Punderdome. There are kids <laughs> in our audience. Mm. Do you guys have a filter in pun slingers that you use to either toss something out because it could be too racy or to tweak it so the children don't get it, but the adults go, oh yeah. Oh, flat out No, no. <laughs> um, when I was in college, I was in our college's medieval renaissance club because I'm a geek. We always had a saying, if the kids get it, not our fault. I will just say as a parent, we are not ruining his life by telling a pun with an F word in it or, you know, <laughs> a reference to something that he's never heard of. So, yeah, that, that's, that's a, now the, the only exception to that, there's one or two contestants that I have in mind and I won't call them out who just for whatever reason, just, just like, you know, swear in anger or something like that. And, you know, I don't approve of that, but otherwise, yeah, whatever. I don't curse, so that will never be an issue. In real life? In any life. Note to self, make Erica curse before I retire <laughs> as MC. <laughs> it's just not happening. But I do make sex jokes. So. Yeah, yeah, I noticed. <laughs> <laughs> so so do you, you know. Do you have a filter when you're performing? And does it change depending on the venue? You have to play to your audience. But on the other hand, it's the parents' responsibility knowing they've brought their children there. So I would probably mm -hmm. not censor a dirty joke. Now, if my mom is listening, that's another story. Because <laughs> once I invited her to Punderdome when I was performing because she had never seen me do anything like this before. And I had to warn her in advance. 
just FYI, sex sells. And <laughs> like, I mean, she already knows because I'm a dating coach. Like I do write about things. And the first time I ever wrote an article, probably eight years ago about sex, she was like, can't you just say getting intimate? <laughs> and I was like, no, no, it doesn't have the same effect. Sorry. Or as the game shows say, make and whoopee, right? <laughs> I just wanted to say one more thing about Punderdome. I did have a wonderful time with Punderdome. It was just a fun night. Fun was had by all, and I hope to do it again soon. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and take a break before our next segment. But when we come back, we will take a quick trip to the park and play on the sling set. Stick around. And we are back. We are doing, as always, for this segment, the Pun Slingers game. Again, guys, this is more of an exhibition than a competition. Unless Brian has a problem with this, I want to take this opportunity to go with the topic of wheeled vehicles. <laughs> well, here's the issue with it. Everything's got a wheel. A zip line's gonna wheel. A paddle boat has at least two wheels, right? A zeppelin has a wheel. Um, a glider has a wheel. There's a wheel on everything. So wheeling. <laughs> well, so I, I figured what we'll do, and this is something we do at the pun off a lot. We'll say something like kitchen. What what is it like? Cooking no food. Food no cooking. Yeah, exactly like that. So I, I wanted to limit it to wheeled vehicles, no steering wheels. And that is actually a, a you-know-what-I-mean kind of thing. So I will not accept cogs like in a clock. Uh, will not accept – well, I don't know. You, you we'll don't, see. To clarify, you're saying steering wheel as in something round because there are many devices like a bicycle which are steered not by a wheel but with another – gripping device what i'm saying and i'm I, I can't believe if this isn't clear tell me i'm saying bicycles would be accepted because it is a sure. vehicle that goes by you know that runs on okay in this case two wheels how about like um, vehicles with that the wheels are their main main mode of locomotion no i'll tell you what let's let's play like zeppelin and let's has, see zeppelins have wheels like you said but it's not their main locomotion Right. Well, okay. So I'll tell you what. Instead of coming up with more of these possible exceptions, let's just play and if we need to discuss. You have no can. idea. Okay. Let me ask you. So that's every car and every part of every car and every make and model of every car and every bicycle, right? Okay. Let's go. I got an hour. <laughs> play fair, guys. The, the one that our listeners have heard me refer to a lot, I was on stage and Dave happened to be one of the contestants and it was famous vehicles, I think. And all of a sudden they started listing all of the Transformers and I put the kibosh on that because that just, I, I, I didn't feel like that was the spirit of the game. So I'll just let the first person who talks be the first person in the game. I really like that drink. Something wall banger. Oh, yeah, RV. Why was the bicycle so fatigued? Because it was too tired? Did you know that the Oscar Mayer branded vehicle actually has a sleeping cot inside? It's in Wiener Bago. Oh, okay. <laughs> Speaking of uh, tired, my friend Catherine looks tired, but she slept well. Is skateboard? 
<laughs> I decided to throw away all of the weapons in my house. I was like, bye, sickle. Nice. I think I know that uh, Erica probably does ride a skateboard. I wanted to ask her what roller skates play in her daily activities. <laughs> <laughs> you may remember the two very famous vehicles from the silver screen, Humphrey Go-Kart and Lauren Hatchback Hall. <laughs> is it my turn uh-huh tanks <laughs> uh, you know what my favorite song to sing is when i'm moving well hello dolly yes hello dolly. <laughs> that's good nice nice not uh, expecting that <laughs> I, I was gonna do, I was gonna say one real fast, but I don't have that much zip for my line. Zip. Now, are we consider that a wheel vehicle? Because although you're, you know it's like a bicycle, you're sitting on a seat moving, but the wheel is above you instead of below you. Are we accepting zip line as a? I would say that since the wheel is the unit of propulsion of it, then yeah, sure, why not? What's okay. the friction limiter? Yeah. That's the gra- that's the gravity of the situation. Gway. What? Gway. Sorry, I just wanted to say Gway. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> extra extra points for that one. <laughs> you know, my dog, he's he's a pretty happy little guy. His tail's always wagging. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was going to jump on that wagon, too, but I couldn't hack it. I had a friend of mine who was traveling overseas, and he spotted a strange device and immediately reported to the authorities. Rick saw something, so Rick said something. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of that TV show I like to watch with Olivia Benson and Detective Stabler, Law and Order SUV. <laughs> I like that. So the grouchy doctor had to move the patient <laughs> and he said, Grr, needs of these patients are completely ir okay. Erica, save me. Uh, okay. <laughs> we decided brands of cars are okay? Yes. Okay. This is gross, I'm sorry. I really enjoy having relations with French cheese in my bed. I really like to have a Chevrolet. <laughs> Is that kind of language that just tore us apart, Gary? (laughs) Well, once you're dressing up like Attila, that's my Hyundai. (laughs) Uh, Well, if we're going to go there, I I actually, I'm I'm, I'm familiar with a little bit of automobile history. Everyone is probably familiar with Lee Iacocca, who passed away not that long ago, as a matter of fact. And it turns out that he, in his younger days, was playing darts in a bar. And one of the other contestants missed, and it landed right on the end of Leia Coca's foot. So he just couldn't get that out of his mind. When he went home, he designed, he invented the Pinto. <laughs> <laughs> he always was yeah, a little dirty. You should have you 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 dodged that dart. <laughs> Did you know that I'm on a rowing team? So when I show up, I say, I'm reporting to crew, sir. There we go. (laughs) Was that a PT boat? Nice. (laughs) The PT PT crew, sir. No, 
If I fall in, I'll have to swin. Okay. When we start into the names of the cars, I'm, I'm really going to be delivering my expectations. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got the PT Cruiser reference. Plymouth Rocks. <laughs> Slur! What? Slur! Slur! Sorry, I just wanted to cry slur. Oh. <laughs> 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 so let's see who can give me this punchline first. What was Frank Herbert's favorite kind of car? He drove a dune buggy. Oh, Frank, oh, Frank Herbert wrote oh. dune. Yeah. Okay, got it. <laughs> Oh, wow. I'm so disappointed with all the sad faces on the screen. Ryan, if you ever need help judging, I guess we'll chair it together. <laughs> Not good. Yeah, if no, you have two, if you have two of them, though, you can have a chariot, chariot and chariot alike. Was that yours, Gary? Did, did you just go? We'll, we'll chariot alike, yes. All right. <laughs> No, I'm, I'm glad you spoke your mind. Wait, wait. Mm hmm. Bo, bo. Hmm. I think parts? that is unambiguously parts. not acceptable. Yep. Strike. All right, so we're not accepting parts. That is correct. That, did we? Yeah. No, Brian's just, you know, playing teacher. He's a he, Socratic method. Repair. I'm going to compound my error and backpedal. Uh, not even would. a pun. <laughs> <laughs> now, it's already been used. It'll get a striker right there. <laughs> Actually, I will say that technically is a pun. How if, so? If you think of a tandem bicycle, there's a front pedal and a back pedal. But wouldn't you pun on tandem bicycle? Well, yeah, but if he said back pedal wasn't a thing because you actually back pedal on a pedal, but... There's the action of backpedaling, but there's also the item of a backpedal. So technically, so I, would, I would call that a pun. So if you bought a bouquet from a flower vendor and then you tried to return it, would that be backpedaling? Yes. <laughs> That's a triple. That's a triple. Uh, of course, way back in the days of the coonskin hunters and whatever, if somebody asked how they got them to look so good, they would say, I tanned them. Well, actually, I requested that. I re requested pelts, animal skins with my bike. I wanted a bicycle built. Fur, too. <laughs> In prison, the guards will let the inmates have cigarettes, but they will not let them have cigars. They never give a conestogie. That dog. Name was Buck. Whenever he wasn't interested in anything, he would move his tail. Buckboard, wagon. <laughs> wow. Low school bus. Low school bus. Low school bus? Yeah, oh, I no. just wanted a yellow school bus. There's your third. I was going to steal. If someone comes up, with a good one, we'll borrow it. We'll borrow it. <laughs> hey, Cabby! Hey, Cabby! Hey, Cabby! Hey, you can't get their attention, and the, the guy says, "No, no, you have to. You have to say taxi. You have to say taxi." So pretty soon, a yellow rose of taxi. <laughs> a yellow rose of taxi. Uh, 
Bull. I just wanted to say bull. <laughs> it's not as good, but I'm working on it. <laughs> I can't think of anything. You go. <laughs> All right. Well, I will. You know, my niece and I were taking a walk outside. This is a couple of years ago when she was real little. And she saw this very large vehicle and she said, tuck, tuck, tuck. And my buddy said, wait, what is she saying? And I said, she meant truck. V, 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 nice, nice. See what, see what you started, Ben. Excellent. <laughs> so I was thinking about this little uh, uh, foreign car that I had, a manual transmission that kept eating the clutch plate, and I thought, oh yeah, eat shift Hyundai. No. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Board. Oh no. Board. Board. I just board. want a state board. Oh. <laughs> board. Almost technically, there. Technically another strike because it's already been used. Pull him um, off the I, stage, uh, coach. I, I, <laughs> nice. There's there's a mark on my arm <clears throat> from where uh, a really high highly concentrated beam from the sun burned me it left a mark it's my race car i, I heard that the, the the monsters you know the, the monster mobile they had more than one fred and lily munster each had their own car it was his and hers oh hers uh, my mother actually collected a bunch of errors and mistakes from magazines it was my maz errata <laughs> <laughs> when the federal agents arrested the mob boss uh, with a warrant for his arrest. They thoroughly enjoying saying, boo, Gotti. <laughs> John Gotti was a mob boss. And federal law requires that we stop there. So when we come back, we'll be taking out our first aid kit to your, the audience's benefit. Stick around. We are back. So we're going to go ahead and wrap up. Thanks, guys, for joining us. Real quickly, what's the latest on the O. Henry pun-off, guys? Is it happening this year? It's scheduled for uh, October 17, but about, in my estimation, about 99% likely that it will not be able to happen. Uh, so we're... We're, we're retooling and rethinking and probably going to come on, online with uh, some kind of an official uh, pun exercise, exhibition, pun-off-like thing that happens online. So stay tuned for that on punoff.com and uh, various other places uh, like uh, here. All right. And, uh, of course, we are on uh, punoff.com slash Instagram and whatever, whatever, slash – wait, what? Instagram.com slash punoff and whatever, whatever slash punoff. Uh, so you can check out your favorite one. Does anybody here have something they, they would want to share with the world that they should check out? Erica? If you enjoy fun podcasts, as everyone listening does, I have a podcast. It's about dating. It's called So We Met Online and uh, has some crazy dating stories and then some advice. And then what about the website for your business? 
My business is a littlenudge.com. Thanks. All right. Anyone else have something that they're doing in the near future they want to tell us about? I'll plug our company, Home Game Entertainment. We do game show parties. Basically, we will recreate your favorite game shows, present or past. We do have ways to do them virtually at the moment. Check out our website, homegameentertainment.com. We also have a convention coming up. I believe it's Labor Day weekend. But it's going to be, as far as I know, it's going to be held virtually as well, where we're going to be doing some of our games on there as well. And I think it's a small price to get in on all the action, and we just have a lot of fun. It's scheduled. It's set normally in L.A., but since we're doing it virtually, we've had people join in from all over the country. So oh, hopefully that should uh, be coming up soon. All right, and the show notes will reflect everything you all said. Brian, you got anything? I encourage people at this time to get back in the archives and actually watch the old pun-off videos. Pun Slingers, Pun of Your Show, there's a lot of good stuff there. Brilliant. All right, so we are going to wrap up, but before we go, we want to do everybody, all of our listeners, a favor and uh, leave you with some sage advice. We know that almost everybody, at least once or twice in their life, run into somebody that has a minor injury, and hopefully you have some sort of first aid certification, but I know that's not true. A lot of people don't. So we're going to give you some first aid-related advice. So let's go ahead and start with Gary. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm first. What's the subject? First aid. Uh, yes, of course. It's, it's pretty annoying when your cat starts shitting all over the house. Shitting all over the house? Shedding all over the no. house. Pay attention. Here. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is serious. Now, now, I don't want to. I don't want to hurt anyone's felines. But as for my cat, you know, I would much rather that her fur stayed on her back until she goes outside, or at least to the backyard in my wife's she shed, which is where I would prefer that she. No, no, shed. Gary, 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 you totally misunderstood what? the question. The no, topic no, no, is actually not, the. Not, uh, who, who is the expert here? You asked for expert advice. I'm giving you sage <laughs> advice. You wanted to hear my advice about how the fur stays. Co-producer. Right? <laughs> hear me out now. Now, in the case, in the case of. In the case of your other more valuable animal furs, for instance, mink, fox, or sable, <laughs> you should probably park these in a climate-controlled environment, and assuming, of course, that you can qualify for a disabled parking permit. Now, last year, my furs stayed in parks there all summer in, into the fall, and I didn't even get a ticket. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, thanks for your sage advice, Gary, I guess. So let's uh, move on to our other panelists. Brian Oakley. Well, you come to the right person. If you ever find yourself in a position where you're with a lead character on the TV show Parks and Rec, and there's an emergency where you need to apply pressure immediately to an appendage that's been severed, be advised that the device you need is not always on the front of the first aid kit. Sometimes it's attached on the other side. That's when you have to remember to say, turn the kit over, man. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, turn the kid off, man. And Ben Zeke. Well, here's the thing. You got to know, first aid is good for mind injuries, but there's other things that you need to know, not just first aid. If you've been in a desert for too long and you need a drink, you need to get thirst aid. If your hot air balloon is going down very quickly, you really should get some burst aid. If you need to know more about the Symbionese Liberation Army, you should get some Hearst aid. Um, if your head is shrunken from a witch doctor, 
You should get some cursed aid. If you have an addiction to German sausage, you should get some versed aid. If you love the character Bluto from Animal House too much, Steven first aid. Uh, if your lips are in a constant pucker, you should get some pursed aid. If you're being talked into things too much, get some coerced aid. If you're talking rhymes all the time, then you should get some versed aid. <laughs> uh, Erica, you get to follow that one. <laughs> okay. CPR companies would tell you that it's okay to date right now. In juries, they might say the same. If you live on a farm, I see your point. But as my mom says, better safe than sorry. It's just a game of gauze and effect. Ultimately, it's what you want. Wear jeans and a casual tee. But just don't do mouth to mouth. Excellent. And I just wanted to share a really uh, brief little known fact uh, to our listeners. Now, it turns out that droids are excellent at first aid, especially the CPR-30 unit. All right. That's all. We will see y'all in a couple... Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute, Aaron. I, I, I'm sorry, sorry about that earlier thing. I was really just choking around, and I probably took that cat thing a little too fur. I'm not a furzy, <laughs> but I, I do know a bit about choking. And after 30-plus years as MC at the O'Henry Punoff World Championships, I have seen uh, many contestants walk up on stage for the first time, stand in front of the microphone for a bit, and suddenly they start to choke. I think that it's really the safest thing to build in a little hold for contestants who are starting to choke so that they can catch their breath. If that fails to save their laughs, I suppose you could probably resort to the honey lick maneuver. I know it sounds disgusting, but it is effective. My my cat also does that a lot. Gary, what are you talking about? <laughs> and with that, <laughs> I'm Aaron Faisal. I'm signing off with the catchphrase. We'll see you in two weeks.